have a wonderful episode of the podcast ahead of us. But before that, a word from our sponsor. Uh, the season finale of Asians Represent is brought to you by the amazing folks at Hero Forge. Uh, if you don't know, Hero Forge is an easy to use design tool that lets you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D in-depth character creator right in your web browser. You don't need to download anything. You just go to heroforge.com. Uh, you could choose from dozens of character ancestries is actually the term that Hero Forge uses on their um, on their ad copy. So shout out to you, Hero Forge. Um, so you could choose from dozens of character ancestries and thousands of parts to bring your characters to life. So I was able to actually like make Guan Yu. I actually tried to, the only thing that I haven't been able to build in Hero Forge is Agatha's character Dong Fang. They do not have. We they actually sponsored a couple episodes of Dungeons and Asians, and then they had us build our characters, and then they sent them to us, and they look amazing. But well, one thing we couldn't get, but there was no shrimp head. The giant shrimp. There was no giant shrimp. Um, so my holiday <laughs> I, wish is for Hero But Forge. just the head, like the arms and all that were good? Uh, you could get like in, insect-like parts, but there's no shrimp head. It's very right, specific. Right. Um, but uh, if you're like me and you're waiting for Hero Forge to come out with a shrimp head, um, there is a solution, right? While you're making your miniatures, you can actually get these printed in a variety of materials, including color printings. So you can get plastic, there's premium plastic, you can get it done in metal, in bronze. Or if you have a 3D printer at home, you can actually uh, actually purchase the downloadable 3D printing file of your unique design. So you can print it over and over again in your 3D printer. Um, that said, if you're like me and you're like, oh, I want Hero Forge stuff, but maybe I'm waiting for a shrimp head this holiday season, you can get yourself Hero Forge gift cards and give yourself the gift of a custom miniature in the future from Hero Forge because they're always adding new things. Uh, that said, thank you, Hero Forge, not only for using ancestries in your ad copy, uh, but also just for being awesome. Now, this is episode 65 of Asians Represent. This is our season finale, our 2022 finale. This is the episode where we answer some questions, we reflect on the year, and we talk about what's coming next. And I would say that we haven't had this sort of big of an announcement since we actually launched the podcast at Gen Con. Also, can you believe that we launched the podcast at Gen Con? Isn't that weird? Um, Wild. Yeah, it was really weird. Like we we did it in like this big room with all the one shot shows, and I just like, hi, I'm Daniel. I'm Asian. Oh, we're doing a <laughs> podcast about being Asian, <laughs> but it's not just for Asians. And that, and uh, it was at that Gen Con that I met Jade. It was it was wild. Um, but yeah, this is the episode where we're gonna kind of reflect on the year and uh, talk about what went well and what didn't. Uh, and for this episode, I have, as usual, my amazing co-host, Steve, uh, best muscles in TTRPGs. Can I say that? I think that's, I think that's a fair assessment. I don't think there's a competition. You know what? It's like I have muscles. <laughs> you know I'm what? Out of them. And I think other people. Impressive them, muscles. Good. Thank you. Impressive yeah. muscles. We don't need um, to compete here. We, no, 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 not a competition. Um, though I think. I don't know if you're going to announce that thing yet, Steve. You're not announcing that thing yet. No, I'm not going to announce it. Okay, I almost, leaked, it. I almost leaked something. I almost leaked something. Um, <laughs> I should have made you sign an NDA. <laughs> I'll sign one retroactively. Um, <laughs> but look, you know what? I, I'm glad you're here with me, Steve. You know, I've, we've been doing this for so long. 
and I'm I'm happy you're you're still here and I'm happy that you're thriving and finding your space in the community and having a positive impact. And then of course speaking of positive impact, we also have Liana and Emma regulars on the show and soon to be more because we have some big announcements coming up. But we're not going to do that until after our our sort of mid break. Um now not everyone could join us. We were actually going to have like eight people on for this episode. In hindsight, that would have been a disaster because we would have just been talking <laughs> over each other. So it kind of worked out that Agatha's at PAX right now. Uh, Drew's, I think Drew's playing D&D or something. Um, and a couple other people were, were unavailable. So uh, I'm happy that it's, it's a smaller group. I wish others were here, but I'm, I'm glad that at least you folks are here with me. Now, that said, I would love to start by asking a question to you, Steve. Oh no! Uh, oh, but oh, yeah. yes. Oh, but, oh no! But oh yes. This is we've produced over, like we've produced dozens and dozens of hours of content for Asians Represent, and you know this season, just like the one before, was like a big change, right? I want to ask you, like, did you have a favorite moment from this season? It doesn't have to be on an episode. It could be something that happened in our Discord server. It could be something in the community. But, you know, within the last 10 episodes, within the span of the last 10 episodes, was there something in particular that stood out to you? Um, because we had our, I think the start of the season was in August. Um, right. And so I want to know, like, how do you feel about the season? What was your impression of it? Was there anything that stood out to you? I think you'll probably highlight this too, but our first, like, non-Asian guests coming on where we talked about Asian communities and Black communities, that was like groundbreaking because we've been talking about this since I came on. And I'm sure that conversation was going on even before then. Um, and I think it was the right time. We did it in like a very thoughtful, meaningful way. And yeah. I, I, I just thought that was great because, you know, we were talking about, you know, race, social construct, things like that. Like when it comes down to these communities, obviously there are differences, but there are so many similarities and we don't always get a chance to really highlight those because in our work here, typically we talk about our experiences and those experiences tend to have this kind of like background of trauma. And that tends to shine through a little bit, which I think is important. Mm. But I also love talking to other communities because we can share in kind of similar traumas, but also share in joy. And that I think is a very, it's like a magical thing. Like when it happens, you can just like, it's hard to describe, but you can feel it. And I, I, I can't describe it very well. It was like that. It was like we, we kind of reached a new level. Yeah, 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 definitely. That was, so that was actually the la the previous season. Was so it? That was oh. episode, that was episode 54 when we had Navarro. Navarro was the first non-Asian guest on this podcast. But mm -hmm. this season we did have, multiple episodes with non-Asian guests. So we had um, Stefan on for Asian cinema and black exploitation. I love that episode so much. Um, we had the two on anime. So mm -hmm. we had Navar, Stefan and Wally on both of those. And um, so I think we really stepped it up. So now I, I agree with you, Steve. It was a, uh, it was a big shift for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what about what about you, Liana? I think I know what yours is going to be. 
I, yeah, I think you're just going to call me out, but like, well, well, no, cause this, this does build off of what, uh, what Steve was saying. Uh, I, I'm just going to say Piccolo. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like that was such a fun episode. Like I loved sitting down with, with our friends from the black community and like, Yes, critiquing and discussing social, but also just like geeking out over all this cool animation, which like is my this is my default state of being. In case that wasn't like entirely was it already clear your entire right. brand? Yeah. Uh, so I just I had a blast. Like that was so much fun, just getting to talk about like all the cool anime shit that we like and and what it meant to us growing up. And it only took like two years two years of you being like, hey, Daniel, hey, Daniel, hey, Daniel, <laughs> you want to, can, can we do this? Hey, Daniel. <laughs> and me being like, I don't know. And then we get two, two full episodes out of it in a row. Um, Vindication at long last. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, what, what about you, Emma? Everyone says the anime episodes are going to be so sad. <laughs> Okay, so I... No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they definitely were, but I also had fun just talking with you about horror. Yeah. Yeah, the horror episode was really fun because that was different. Yeah. Also, I watch a lot of horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> okay, shows, so, so yeah. We, we've got sort of the crossover between the, sort of the Asian and Black community um, from Steve, and then that same thing sort of centered around anime for you liana and then for emma it was that and the sort of conversations we've had about like genres like asian genres or asian um interpretations of genres in in horror for me i don't want to just say oh it's the anime episode no. yeah. um <laughs> for me it was actually the the movie one it was asian cinema and black exploitation. It that was, was a really good episode. I really liked that one. It was episode 57 of the podcast. That was the previous season, though. Oh, no, it wasn't, actually. That was not. That was the second episode of the season. Um, for me, it was it was definitely that one because I think for the first time, we really stepped away from our typical sort of topics, right? Like horror kind of still falls into the gaming route. Like we talked about Call of Cthulhu and Delta Green in Japan. Uh, if we talk about anime, obviously we're going to talk about Valor and anime is very adjacent to TTRPGs because often folks will describe anime like combat or a combat like anime or, you know, that sort of thing. And there are tons of anime themed RPGs, some that are, are like are like Valor, shout out to you, Liana. Others are like, there's like, oh my God, I think it was Kevin who wrote a Haikyuu inspired oh, yeah, the... RPG. Uh -huh. um, anime. Yeah. And so... I think when we talked about Asian cinema and black exploitation, this was one of the first times where we were like, we're not going to talk about something that is directly gaming adjacent. We're just going to talk about Cleopatra Jones, Bruce Lee and blade. And I really liked that episode because it, I feel like it lit a fire in me because he was talking about something that I was like genuinely like deeply interested in. And it didn't feel like I had to talk about games. And I, and I feel like that's the same sort of sentiment with like black representation in anime, cultural representation in anime, or just talking about Asian and black solidarity. It's like, we, I think we really stepped out of this little box we had made for ourselves 
of talking about things that are just games. And we're now talking about social issues independent of their representation in games. And I think that was like the big thing that we did this season. Uh, so I'm very proud of us for that. Um, but I think there are a lot of things that we did differently behind the scenes as well, right? I think that this was really the first time this season where we really were like, I let go of control. I started to let go of control, um, right? We had um, like, I was fully hands-off on the Discord server for this season. And I, like, there were, there were times when I'd come in and be like, so what's happening? And mods would be like, oh, you know, this thing. They're like, okay, bye. <laughs> um, or I could just come in and be like, hey, if you want to play games, let's go play, play some games. I don't have to worry about the other, other things going on. And it was cool just being able to see the server sort of thrive and take care of itself. And I think that was really awesome. Um, yeah. I think this it's is also, also good for you to be able to see that happen, so that you can start to start like, to start to let go, let go a bit more as we as we slowly pry your your iron grip away from like the entirety of the thing. Look, I I have a hard time with that, and it's something that that's not just with Asians represent. It's just like with my like work life in general. Um, I actually had a really candid conversation with my manager and my manager, basically, I, I love my manager. He, he also Asian first time I've actually had an, like an Asian boss. Um, and then when, when he got hired, I was like, first thing I said to him and I was like, this could have gone really poorly, but it didn't. I was like, yo, I'm just really happy that you're Asian. Um, because the person who hired me at the company I work at is Asian, but then she left and I was like really bummed. Cause I was like, Oh, I was really excited to have like an Asian boss. I mean, now I finally have one. Um, but he, he went up to me and he was basically like, I think you're in this. We had a conversation like three weeks ago. And he said, Daniel, I think you're just really used to not feeling like you can rely on people. And he said, I also think this is the product of you being right a lot. And not to like talk myself up. He's like, I just think you put yourself in you put yourself in situations where you can't fail or that you're right a lot. And so when you see something that's wrong, you don't want to basically lose your winning streak. And so you always step in to make sure that that never happens. And nobody had ever said anything like that to me. And this was actually around the same time that I started to get really serious about the thing we're going to announce later, all the stuff we're going to announce later. So when he said that to me, I was like, damn, you just like punched me in the butt. Got me out of <laughs> my butt. seat. Punched me right the butt, in the butt. Got me out of my seat and made me walk away from my computer. And mm -hmm. then my manager was just like, hey, like I want you to just take a half day off and just go and think. I told Emma this. Like, just, yeah. I sort of just want you to. I'm think. like, what are you doing, Daniel? You're like, I'm having a thinking day. I'm having a thinking day. And he was like, just, just go and think, Daniel. And he's like, I don't want you to do any of your core work. I don't want you to, to put everything you're doing on hold. I just, our entire team ended up doing this too. He's like, I just want you to have a think day. I want you to think about like your future. I want you to think about what you're doing now and what you can do better. And I was like, nobody had ever told me to stop what I'm doing and just reflect. It's always ever been me working myself until I burn out and then I have to reflect. I'm forced to reflect. But I've never actually made a decision to do that. And it was it was kind of like like mind-boggling for me and then we had this like 
internal sort of like leadership seminar at, at the company. And they bring in like guests and they brought in this one guest who was like an ex-Navy SEAL, um, you know, like one of those speakers. It was a very interesting person. Um, I'm not like glorifying like military violence or anything like that. But it was a very interesting thing because in the presentation, he basically said, I wrote this down on my personal notion board. He basically said, when I'm hiring people for my business, I look at attributes over skills. Attributes are often hidden in the background but are most visible during times of stress. Skills can be taught and attributes less. You can have somebody with the right skills, but if they don't have the correct attributes to work under stress, those skills are meaningless. And then he said that performance is actually a combination of both, having the correct attributes and having some of the skills that can be taught. And then he ended the presentation by talking about like what success is and what you look for in a team. And I know like before we, we went live, we were talking about like, oh, are you, who, do you have direct reports and like managers and stuff like that? And he said the one thing that basically was like another punch in the butt um, about Asians represent. And this guy said, the success of a team is not the sum of their parts, but the product of their interaction. And I was just like awestruck at that. <laughs> I was just awestruck at that because you know, when you're, when you're trying to build a team or you're trying to do something, you're always trying to be like, I want the person who is best at this. Like I want the best artist or I want like the best graphic designer, but if they can't work with you, well, if they can't, sorry, Liana, um, if they can't communicate, um, then what's the point? And so I started thinking about Asians represent and like, what are some things that we need to do better? What are some things that I need to do better as like the showrunner of this thing? What do we want to achieve? We've done so much good this season. I feel like we've had a lot of every, every single time we come out with a new season of Asians represent, we have an even bigger impact than before. How do we ensure that that happens? Because once we stop having an impact, what's the point of doing the show in my mind that that's, I mean, along with our mission statement, it's like, Hey, we're trying to push the culture forward. Once we stop doing that, then there's no point to Asians represent. So how do I make sure of that? And so I started reflecting on the season and I would love to kind of ask the three of you the same thing. Like, what are some things that, you know, Asians represent as a whole could have done better, but I also, and I want to very publicly do this too. I want to ask you like, what do you think I could have done better? Because I don't think that this is something that we do on the podcast. It's usually like, oh, like this episode was awesome. Next time we should talk about this thing. But I want to know like very publicly, what do you think I could have done better with Asians Represent? Um, and that is an option. You don't have to, to do that. But I do want to know either something like that or what do you wish we could have done this season? And I want to kind of use that into a segue about talking about the future of Asians Represent. I won't pick on you, Stephen. I won't start with you because I know that <laughs> if somebody asks or if somebody asks you, you will always answer. Yeah. Um, who wants true. to go first? So Steve's right there. <laughs> who wants? Because I never have to say who wants to go first. Because if I sense that nobody wants to go, I know that I could pick Steve, and Steve will go. Hundred percent. Yeah. Because I'm that's always rare to go. But that's but that's a great thing of like that's a great quality to have. Like, um, but I want to ask Liana, oh, just diagonally on on the Zoom thing. Liana, do you have any feedback for this season? Uh, of Asians represent. I know you aren't as in, you aren't involved in the Discord as well, so mm -hmm. that's why I also wanted to start with you. 
um, because your interaction with agents represent is up until now as like a guest. Um, I, I, I try and get into the discord when I can. It's just, I, I do not have the attention span. It's hard. <laughs> Y'all talk so fast. I can't. I, <laughs> well, that's feedback. That's feedback too. No, that's, it's great. It's, um, that, that is in general terms, discord is, if you are in the mindset to sit down and be like, I'm going to chat and I've been, I've done that a few times, then it's great. But like, you can't, it's hard to just kind of jump in and out, uh, in the medium. It's honestly like, I, I am, I'm an old fashioned girl. Uh, I'm getting older. Um, I miss <laughs> forums in some respects because it was much easier for me to keep up with, um, with like the rapid fire discord, like Twitter is kind of something of a simulacra where I can like scroll down my chronological timeline so long as um, Apartheid Emerald Man allows us to continue to do that. And <laughs> um, and like, I can see like threads and stuff like that. Um, and that's just like, it's, it's what I grew up with uh, internet wise. Um, but that aside, uh, Asians represent, I was very happy to see us moving, um, kind of, as you were saying, the, I guess the way I would explain it is instead of using games as a lens to view culture, uh, I feel like we were, we've started moving into, uh, using games as a jumping off point to talk about culture and things that are important to us in a broader sense, which I'm very happy to see. And I'm very excited to continue on, um, also, uh, I don't want to spoil too much about about other things, but um, I I do I did notice um, the bigger our guest group gets, the harder it is to focus and get through our, our topics of conversation. Yeah. Um, so so I, I do think like, and I get it because like I too would like everyone to just jump in on a call and just like have this raucous good time and talk to everyone, but. In the interest of making more focused and and thoughtful content, um, sometimes you can't invite uh, an an entire adventuring party. Sometimes you need just like a, a small squadron. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I, I I take it there is the shift from using games as the the focal point for hard conversations. And using games as instead of jumping off point and just talking about the hard conversations is basically what you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, and in order to better facilitate that, it's having fewer guests. Yeah, absolutely. How how about you, Emma? I'm going, I'm picking you last, Steve. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know because we we already have a plan in place on how to improve that we can't talk about yet because we're not at that part of the, the oh, I, I gotta do a mid-roll ad but i do i think hmm, how do i put this i think people involved with asians rep so far particularly you daniel need to cut yourself some slack for when things didn't quite work out the way you wanted. So, excuse me, Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> because like, it hasn't been going for that long and every season is just, I don't know, figuring 
out what to do based on what's already been done. So I think first several seasons, yeah, we had to really work our way through like games and just Asian rep within games and topics that came up that were related to that. And so these more recent episodes where we can branch out into the relationship with the Black community and other community like interactions with Asian kind of stuff, I think is just in a way a natural progression. Mm. It could have happened earlier, obviously, but I'm not surprised it didn't because there was already a base of things that we kind of had to get out of the way before we can really. <laughs> we had to read Oriental Adventures. Yeah, you know, you started with that, and then we went, oh my God. And, <laughs> and then we said, oh my God, let's read L5R. Yeah, let's let's read another one. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I don't know. Things to that could have been done better. Uh, maybe uh no, that's even hard. I was gonna say, like, pick one way of recording and stick with it. We did try several different yeah, <laughs> platforms that, that for was... recording. Oh. And it was kind of hard because uh, we tested it out while recording live instead of doing it during like a pre-record session or a tester. But like, you know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's that's fair feedback. That's fair feedback, right? We had. Uh... But like, we're also busy and this isn't a job. Like, this is just something on top of everyone's lives. So that's also to be expected. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How, how about you, Steve? So for context here, I'm going to be very like candid with my feedback, knowing that you will appreciate that this comes from like a very, a place of respect and love. <laughs> and I hope, I hope that you understand that I'm, I have the best interest of like our project in mind here. Oh, heck yeah. I feel like, and this is very challenging and I recognize that, but I do feel that as we expand and we bring on more guests and more talent and our culture grows, I feel like it's going to become ever more important that we continuously make sure that everyone's on the same page. Everyone's aligned. We make sure that, for example, everyone understands the mission statement. So for a, a really good litmus test would be like percentage wise, how many people do you think of our guests, our mods or admins could actually like tell you anything about the mission statement? I think that is important as we scale. T today, it's not so, so important because, of course, we're all on the same page. We get it. We understand what we're doing here. But as things expand, we bring on people as one-offs and things like that. I think it's really important to make sure that everyone remains aligned and looking in the same direction. So my challenge to you, Daniel, as we move forward here is continue to push us, keep us in line, but also kind of like take a, a North Star kind of role, if that makes sense, like be our guiding light. You do that today really, really well, but I think it could be a little bit more formal. And I think that will be important to make sure that you don't burn out, that I don't burn out, that Agatha doesn't burn out. I think what we need to do is Asians represent orientation, onboarding. <laughs> I think we need to do onboarding. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it could be as simple as here's like a- I think everybody needs to read the brand manual. I actually very much agree with that. I think everyone needs to read the, read the brand manual. Honestly, you know what? I think that. What do you think about sharing the brand manual with our patrons? I like I it, but I, I feel like 
or a lot of what's in the snippets. brand manual should just be on the website. Yeah, it, most of it is. Um, but I think this is a good thing to reevaluate because I think my my feedback is actually really to myself and on like reflecting on the season really similar to to what you said, Steve, and, and actually um, you, Emma. Um, big one was like, and I, I can't believe I wrote it this way. I wrote tech stack issues. Um, so I'm clearly <laughs> still in work mode. <laughs> um, but like, for me, it was like settling on a system. Right? Yeah. We even had tech issues like today. Um, we've used three different platforms this season to record audio and video. Like the only consistent thing was actually Streamlabs uh, for us. Um, initially in the season, we were like, we were using Zoom, which is something we were, you know, we always use. Uh, and then we were like, we found Riverside and it was like, oh my God, this is this great tool. And we started using it. It was awesome. But then after the first time we used it, every single episode, we had an issue and I was able to resolve it with customer service. And there were some really great things there, but it ended up being, you know, a really poor tool for us. And I took that really personally because I picked it. Um, and then we went back to Zencaster when we found out that Zencaster had actually added in a video function, which we didn't have before when we were using Zencaster, um, because we used to use Zoom for video and Zencaster for audio. And then we were able to use Zencaster for both. And it was amazing. But then as of like this week, and it's literally just been this week, we were having issues with Zencaster and that audio coming in from certain folks in Zencaster. And I don't think it's like an individual tech issue. I think it's a platform issue. Audio was just not coming through. And so we found ourselves back on Zoom. Um, and I'm just very grateful that we have the ability to jump from platform to platform to even yeah. do this. Because that in and of itself is a privilege. Um, so yeah, for me, it was like tech stack issues were like a big one. Um, I want to make sure that, and this is like a want, um, that we are more closely aligned on the tools that we use within Asians Represent to increase transparency. Um, the other thing that I had feedback for for myself, uh, again, like from a cultural perspective, is I think that we need to be very careful with the folks we align ourselves with. Um, not even from like a politics perspective, um, but I actually had a, an, an, a very, I'm still, I'm still really hurt over this actually. Um, I have like gasp, another discord server, like a private server, um, that I really just use for like magic the gathering. <laughs> it's, that's really just what I use it for. Um, but, uh, I have like, we have like this magic group, uh, like we played yesterday and I lost very spectacularly yesterday. Um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie just destroyed us. But um, we had we started like playing Commander weekly. And it was like, it was amazing. It was so much fun. And it really started to make me feel like I didn't want to do like Asians rep stuff because I was finally just being able to be a fan of something and not have to think about content I'm making, even though we did, you know, Strixhaven stuff and Kemigawa stuff. I obviously I lie to myself all the time. Um, but in our, <laughs> in our group, I've been, I was very careful about bringing people into the group, very careful. And I brought somebody into the group and they were like 
very nice person, right? Um, they are uh, somebody who I've known for a bit, but always through like through Twitter, um, like when we were playing, very respectful, always, you know, asked if they could provide feedback. Like there were no, no red flags. And then it basically came out like, Emma, how long ago was this? This was like a couple months ago, like in the summer. It was, I want to say like almost half a year ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. Or but what is spring. time? Well, yeah, what Summer is time? But, about half a year ago, yeah. But, oh yeah, I know. But I think it was in spring, basically. It was found out this person was like harassing people on Twitter. Like getting creepy in people's DMs even <sighs> and, and shit like that. And it was like, it really fucking sucked because I was like, hey, I want to talk to you about this. And they never got back to me. Um, but I was like, hey, I want to like talk to you. I want to like give you a chance. I want to hear hear your side of things obviously i've seen all the screenshots and everything but i i still want to talk to you um but i got to remove you from the group because you know you're you know harassing like um you're harassing people who like marginalized people um and there are marginalized people in this group and so i got to remove you and it was like it like i felt deeply betrayed um because this is somebody who i talked to on the regular um before and i was i was so hurt and i think there was like a big lull in our group where we weren't playing magic because i just i think we were also burnt out but also like there was about a month where it was just figuring out if we would even still play as a group like we went on hiatus we went on hiatus it, trying to think it was hard would to come back yeah make like a subgroup and stuff and it it was like it was really tough and we've also had that with like asians represent like there are episodes of the podcast that will never see the light of day because of who's who's on them um i still get dms being like hey why isn't this episode of asians read oriental adventures available um because we had that person on um and so for me it's like my second big takeaway or feedback for asians represent is very much aligned with your one about culture, Steve. And it's, we need to be really careful about who we bring on board to the show. Uh, because ultimately, they will be able to compromise our mission. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that we have mechanisms in place on like the Discord server, where we have very, very, very extensive community guidelines, which I love. I don't care about the number of people in our server. What I care about is how safe people feel in that server. If it's 10 people that feel extremely safe, I'm extremely happy with that over 10,000 people who don't feel safe. Um, and I am glad that we have Drew and we have you, Steve, and we have Pam who are kind of leading this and Emma as a mod. I was about to say, as a mod, I would vote against 10,000 people. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But like, and I hear like about Steve's interactions in like the D&D Discord. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm glad that we're taking the steps to make sure that we can at least, at least do something that's scalable to vet people when they enter the server. But we haven't been doing that for guests and like members of the team. So I, um, that's something that I, I feedback from me is like, I haven't actively tried to think about how we could do that because up until this point, 
I have been, and you three know this actively, I actively used to keep people at arm's length if I get a weird feeling about them and I don't invite them onto the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of been the only mechanism so far. And we don't have anything other than that. So I think it's a big piece of feedback in that we need to have more rigid structure in place for when we have people guest on the show. So I think this goes into my second piece of feedback regarding yeah. how we can improve things, which is a lot of the, the, the challenges that we have really stem from the fact that a lot of our processes and things like that, they're kind of, as we need to do, we just do it. But that causes a lot of mental strain in the we're moment. Too, we're, we're too scrappy. We have very scrappy, which is good when you're starting up. But as we scale, what I would like to support you with, and I can take lead or we can figure out what that percentage is going to look like. But you've probably seen in the Discord, and this is like some secret sauce, y'all. We have processes and like SOPs, like our standard operating procedures, literally mm-hmm. for our Discord. <laughs> and it's because when something happens, we don't want people to have to scramble and like sort their emotions and untangle that kind of stuff. We'd like them to start with like when we were calm and in control, here's what we wrote down. And we wrote this down very specifically. So when you are in this kind of problem state, you can go to it and you can know and feel comforted almost that we've already talked about this. And this is how we've decided we're going to go with it. You might not adhere to that process for various reasons, but at least you can start somewhere that's like, and free up that mental capacity and that emotional capacity so you can make the absolute best decision you can. So Daniel, I want to work with you moving forward to the next season to make sure that processes like what do we do when we discover that someone is problematic in the community, that they've harmed people? What does that process look like as like a standard process? And how do we make sure that that process aligns with our mission statement while we are calm and cool and collected? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I, the thing that I wrote under like on my show notes under wants is like, I want an internal wiki for Asians mm-hmm. represent. Like I want us to have like, Hey, this is our production checklist, which already exists. I made that for Agatha. Like, Hey, like this is our, um, these are the social media platforms we use. This is where you can find our brand manual. This is about like appeals for bands. Uh, like I want all that in one centralized place on an internal wiki. Um, not only related to production, but like you said, Steve, it's like, how do we deal with like hard things? Like, how, like we don't have a, a procedure for like, what if a mod needs to take a break? Um, we're just kind of like, we convene, we have our council meeting and then we kind of go. But yeah, I think that's a really, really good point. Um, and we have the holiday season to kind of think about that and, and build that out uh, together as a team. Um, now that said, this holiday, why don't you give yourself the gift of custom miniature from Hero Forge? Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to Hero Forge, our sponsor for this episode of Asians Represent. I hope we can continue this relationship into the new year. Uh, I genuinely love Hero Forge, and I love the people behind the company and those who are working on the community side. Um, I think Hero Forge is leading the way in enabling players to actually create the characters that they want to see on their tabletop. I think in with all the conversation that we're having about like the ickiness of race and species, the features that Hero Forge has with, you know, their dozens of character ancestries and thousands of parts, like the different hands, the arms, um, like the mounts, the uh, accessories that you could have, and the clothing options that you can have on your on your characters. I think it's great to see a tool like that out there to enable players to actually go and really be their truest self on the tabletop if they are a tactile gamer. 
Now that said, not everybody has a 3D printer. Um, and maybe you don't know what kind of character your friend or loved one, or even like your parents, if your parents play d and um, If you don't know, get them a gift card. Get them a gift card and they'll be able to go on heroforge.com. They'll be able to make their own character printed out themselves in either beautiful, basic, premium, colored plastic, or even bronze. Um, but that said, thank you, Hero Forge, for you know helping out, supporting agents represent, but also you know setting a good example. Uh, now that said, let's talk about the new year. Agents well, represent. I just had a funny idea. Okay, you could also build a random character for someone, and then they have to create a character around <laughs> whatever model you give them. <laughs> that that would be you know that I wonder that'd be fun. Like so, you you say like build build like a Hero Forge thing. And then go and then get save like hey like I would I would essentially like Secret Santa I would make yeah. you oh, a character yeah, that, that's a and great one shot concept yeah. tunes from a hat so and like, then you get the figure and then you have to create a backstory and everything else okay it. okay so I'm I'm putting this out to the universe I think this would be a fun thing to do at a con I think yeah. it'd be a really fucking fun thing to do at a con it's like <laughs> show up to a con. I've brought out the miniatures. Everybody has to grab them at random, and that is your character for the world. And they're put them in a little secret box. Yeah, put them in a little like secret box. Yeah, exactly. I think that'd be so much fun. That's a good idea. (laughs) I Um, do love that. I really like that idea. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's why I'm part of the team. (laughs) That's why you're part of the team. Hey, well, well, I guess cat's out of the bag. Uh, Let's talk about the new year of agents represent. there is a uh we've got some big announcements honestly i was like the agents agents represent is this isn't the same sort of change it's like oh we have steve here now like i love you steve um but this is like a bigger change this is like we are more than doubling the size of agents represent uh and also more than doubling our output and it is going to be super important for us to have these sort of internal processes in place um, it's going to be really important for us to really be aligned, word of the episode, um, aligned on, you know, the kind of content we're making. And so a couple of announcements, we are actually adding on a whole bunch of people onto Asians Represent. Um, in addition to, you know, myself, Steve, you are, you have been, and I don't know if this is like public knowledge, but you've kind of been like our like mercenary co-host. Uh, and now you're joining as like true official member of Asians Represent and the One Shot Podcast Network. Also, is Steve frozen or is Steve just? Yeah, yeah, my camera froze. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. At least we have <laughs> your audio. That's okay. Yeah, my At audio. Least, yeah, it could have been worse. You could have been frozen, like, like yeah, that or something. Look, I've, I've had I've, I've had goofier faces. Yeah, you you look very <laughs> thoughtful. I I thought you were just being like really still and trying to type on your keyboard because your keyboard is really loud. So you're just like typing, <laughs> typing. I thought that's what you were doing. And then I saw the Zoom chat. Um, but no worries, Steve. Uh, I think it's a, it's okay to kind of, it could be worse. Um, but Steve <laughs> is, is joining us officially as a member of the One Shot Podcast Network. We've had people like kind of come and go and do things with Asians Represent. But in the new year, all the people who I'm going to announce are actually going to be signing contracts with the One Shot Network. I'm actually renewing mine. And we are now officially like a big Asians represent team. So Steve is joining 
as the co-host of the, the mainline podcast. So this one that you folks are either watching or listening to right now. Uh, Agatha is going to be staying with the One Shot Network as well, uh, except Agatha's role is actually changing. So Agatha is stepping down from sort of the main podcast series and Agatha is going to be contributing more behind the scenes, not only as like, you know, an admin on the Discord. Um, Agatha is like our scribe. Agatha is going to be taking our show notes. So you won't, I won't have, like, I feel like the quality of the show notes can dramatically increase if somebody that's not speaking is writing them. Um, but Agatha is also kind of diving more into her passions. Agatha is going to be um, talking about indie games. And Agatha, is, this is something Agatha's always wanted to do. And it was just, hey, I want to interview indie developers and talk about narrative games. And so the best way for us to do that, oh, no, I have to, all the, everything got shifted around. No. It's okay. Oh. It's okay. I could fix this. I could fix this. Um, I am Steve now. I have claimed, I fixed it. I, I fixed it. There the we go. Title. Boom. Producer oh, Daniel. No. <laughs> I fixed it. Um, so that said, uh, Agatha is going to be contributing more to the YouTube channel. Uh, Agatha is going to be doing things like once a month interviewing an indie developer who is, of course, Asian uh, and talking about their narrative game. So more short form content. And this is something we're actually going to be uh, pushing more for uh, diversifying our content, but also dealing with a major piece of, I guess, regret that I have as Asians represent has grown. We no longer can do those episodes where it's like, hey, I just want to come on Asians represent to promote my game. We can't do that anymore because it really doesn't align with the direction of our content. And I felt bad about that because there are a lot of people that we can empower. And um, so now Agatha's going to be able to do that. Um, I'm just going to kind of go in order. And I won't steal your thunder, Emma or Liana. So don't worry about that one. Um, oh, whatever. <laughs> oh, whatever. With, uh, with Agatha stepping down from co-host of the main podcast, we actually brought in another co-host in addition to balance out the energies of Steve and I, um, but also to add a new perspective. And that's actually Pam. Um, Pam and I have been talking for months about doing episodes of the podcast that like dedicated to the global South, uh, dedicated to the communities that Steve and I really don't have the knowledge, experience or perspective to do justice. Same thing with those topics. So Pam is actually joining the main show as a co-host, but we're doing something a little bit different. Uh, Steve and I will be responsible for a set number of episodes. Um, this will be fluid. And Pam will be able to go and host their own episodes and just do whatever the fuck they want, uh, which I'm super hyped for because A, it's lowering the sort of production burden off of me. Um, and B, it's also bringing in fresh new content, which I'm really excited about. Uh, we're also going to be able to bring in like new faces onto the podcast, new voices that we haven't had before uh, because of Pam's connections and Pam's knowledge and experience. I'm very excited about that. Uh, Drew is going to be joining the One Shot Network officially as well. So you folks know Drew as like our Discord community manager. A lot of the stuff that goes onto the Discord is because of Drew's hard work. And so I'm super appreciative of Drew. Uh, Drew takes on a lot of work and I think it's really important that we, if you enjoy the discord server, you write in that community positivity channel, um, something nice about Drew. Uh, but Drew is joining us as our 
general community manager. So Drew's going to be responsible for all of our outbound and inbound communications. So dealing with like our sponsors and helping sort of triage messages that come into the correct person, maintaining the discord. But Drew's also joining us for a show. And this is a show that I'm very excited about. Um, we're repurposing a title. And Agatha and I put out an episode of a, like a pilot of a show we called No Dice, No Problem. And I love the title so much that I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it for myself. And I'm going to co-host a show with Drew. And we're going to do a monthly show. And it's just going to be about whatever the fuck we want. Because one of the things with Asians Represent that's really hard, and this will segue into the other content, the Liana and Emma announcements, is that we talk about really heavy shit. And we don't often get to geek out about the things that we like. That's why you know the anime episode was awesome because it was like, let's just talk about stuff we love. Or the horror episode was really awesome because it's like, I just like horror. And let's yeah. just talk about it. And that's it's not, probably the least heavy. <laughs> it was like the least. I mean, if we're talking about heavy shit in horror, but it wasn't like heavy on our hearts. And so No Dice, No Problem is literally going to be a show where we talk about whatever the fuck we want. Uh, we'll talk about like, you know, what we're playing, what's going on in our home games, but also like what's going on in the world. Um, I'll be able to talk about my trash manga taste and how I, I, I read <laughs> how I read Rent-A-Girlfriend weekly. Um, I'm up to date with that. Oh, you're just, you're just putting that out there. Okay. I'm putting it out there. I read it. Um, I hate it, <laughs> but I read it because I'm fully committed to finishing the series. If yeah. it ever ends, I hate you, Reiji, the writer. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. It's trash. Um, but I started reading it. I committed to it. It was initially kind of like intriguing. And now I just read it out of spite. Now you're all in. Now, now I'm all in. Uh, but I don't have a place we, to talk about that. We call this hate reading. This is hate reading. There, this is hate reading. It's the only thing I hate read. I, I, I love everything else that I read. I could hate Renda Girlfriend, but I read it. Um, I don't watch the anime. Um, because I'm not a masochist. Well, I'm kind of a masochist. But... Uh, but yeah, so I, I want a show where I can just talk about the things that I love, the things that I hate, um, and the, the shit that's kind of going on in our lives. So I'm very excited for that because I find that when we're gaming and when we're doing stuff outside of Asians Represent, those conversations are really good. And I think our community would really enjoy that. So No Dice No Problem is going to uh, come out in audio format on the sort of like the public feed. And we're going to make video uh, exclusive to Patreon, I think. Uh, Drew and I are still talking about what we want to do there. Um, let's go to Emma, because I know, Liana, your thing is going to need more time. <laughs> Emma, you're also joining the One Shot Podcast Network and doing something that you and I have also been talking about for quite some time. Yeah, it's um, something that the community, well, the Discord has asked for or hinted at wanting something along these yeah. lines. <laughs> I think we've, we've also hinted at wanting something like that, but we have never followed through with it. Yeah. Um, what are you doing? So, yeah, going to lean into my uh, my academic side. And what I'll be doing is producing uh, YouTube exclusive videos that uh, focus on a concept or a term that gets thrown around in our videos or used when talking about things like Asian representation in general. Uh, so yeah, it's just going to be a definition series. I don't They're, think it even needs a awesome. title. It's just going to be uh, five to 10 minute videos that 
I explain or briefly discuss a major term or concept, starting with, you know, Orientalism. Why not? Because, <laughs> you know, whatever. But also, I mean, wizards things... just gave you a gift with species. So, oh, you God. know. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, these are things that it comes up in conversation, like pretty much being asked to explain what we mean by something. And in the past, we've had to be like, oh, just we talked about that in <laughs> this one two hour episode. Three yeah, months I, ago. I don't <laughs> have I don't have the bandwidth for that. Well, here, so, five minutes. So, yeah, just really quick. I'm going to use my the full powers of my nerdiness given to me by grad school, and I will try and condense pretty complicated topics into things that you need to know to see the nuances and to really get, like, why we use the term and, like, the deeper meaning behind it. I'm really excited for that because... Yeah. I could have used that for what's going on right now with that tweet I put out. Oh yeah. Um, but like, yeah. How many times have people been like, oh, I don't get why this is racist. Here's a video to watch on Orientalism. It's five minutes long. And if you yeah. don't want to watch that, then it's going to be 10 because Orientalism. Okay. Here's a video. It's 10 like, minutes you know. long. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm really excited for that. Cause I think that's going to be extremely valuable to the community and for like the, the culture moving forward. Yeah. Um, and I, I Maybe we need to talk about it officially, but I have also suggested short form content on graphic novels. Actually, that is yeah. um, a really good thing that you are talking about because um, Jeremy Pixel Grotto is also going to yeah. be joining us. Um, Jeremy haven't Jeremy and I haven't had a chance to meet again officially about it, but Jeremy in the summer proposed doing a whole series on graphic novels and um, comics. Yeah, yeah, comics. He wanted to talk about like comics manga he actually wanted to do like a history of asian representation in comics in like the different ages of comics mm. which i think would be super dope um oh, yeah jeremy's been very busy so we haven't had a chance to sit down and talk but i told jeremy that the door is always open so i'm glad that to hear that you also want to do content like that well i've been reading a lot of asian diaspora written graphic novels specifically so we're going to become a why book not, review channel. Why not talk I, about it? <laughs> I I am I'm going to continue to push uh the best we could do. It's um, on yeah. my it's on my list of things I want to uh It's uh want to read on my desk right beside me. <laughs> so, yeah. hey, that's cool. We have content for that too. So basically, Emma, you're going to be contributing more short form content to the YouTube channel. Uh yeah. I'll also be occasionally posting like YouTube shorts. So that's a different video format. That's the vertical video format on YouTube to kind of experiment with that um, because I want to make content about the things that I'm reading. I would never pay for Rent-A-Girlfriend, that series. I would never give the publisher my money. But I have other things that I really love reading. Like right now I'm reading Hell's Paradise. Super into that right now. Um, so uh, Emma, I'm really glad you're joining us for that because I know that this is content that you've always wanted to make. And I think you are uniquely qualified to do it. I feel comfortable doing this. Yeah. And also, like, you know, I'm used to teaching. <laughs> <laughs> Should be fine. If anyone's really uh, triggered by <laughs> lecture style stuff, it might not be the best thing. We, should, but we, like, get, we can get you a clicker and you can do like PowerPoint. We'll green yeah. screen you out and put you in like the corner. Click, click. Um, 
Oh, we could even get like a blackboard sort of like overlay. Oh we'll, we'll get it. We'll get a. We'll get her podium, and then we'll expense yeah. it. We'll expense this. Yeah. I will be using like PowerPoint for images and keywords, so you know you'll get the whole experience. <laughs> you get the full academic experience. Um, and then, last but not least, Liana, this is this is perhaps like one of the the biggest shift to Asians like in content for Asians represent. You're you're joining us to like host like a whole new show. I, I am. I'm super excited about it. So uh, I will be hosting. I'm I'm still working on the title <laughs> because uh, anime Saturday doesn't work since it's not going to be on Saturday. Just um, say it anyways. Just say it anyways. <laughs> anime Saturday. I, I, is I any may. Day it depends on how spiteful any I'm any day is anime. No. In, no. In, any oh, day no. is I'm anime. I'm bad at titles. Um, but yes, I, so I, I'm going to be hosting a show. Um, it's not just anime, although anime is kind of like the catch all. Um, I'm going to be covering kind of games, manga, anime, generally uh, of Asian make. Um, but I want to include things like Chinese made, you know, uh, manhwa dongwa, uh, Korean, Korean media. Um, hopefully I'll be able to cover some Vietnamese things too, because uh, a trend I've been noticing in anime in the credits is there are a lot of Vietnamese um, animators um, mm. who are who uh, Vietnam has become the new outsource. The, the artist that I'm uh, working with right now for this new thing, and the thing that you and I are working on, um, is an artist in Vietnam who does mm -hmm. brushwork, and and it's amazing. So I'm I'm hoping someday I'll be able to actually talk about like the anime of Vietnam, um, but. That's awesome. Uh, the the intent of the show is to kind of draw draw broad uh, look at like kind of the broad cultural lens of like these these entertainment mediums and their influence and how they interact with like Western media, uh, our perception of games and all of that, and also culture. Um, I want to you know like talk about cosplay. Uh, voice acting is something that I've got on. Uh, I have some connections with voice actors as well. So I'm hoping to be able to bring in some good guesses uh, for this as well. Um, but, and I'll go ahead and use this deep cut because this is a lot go of information. Go for it. Um, I, am, I am a big fan of the manga Genshiken, so um, which the, the uh, it, it's an older series, but the, the idea behind Genshiken is they, they created a club because there was like there's a at their at their college there's an anime club and there's a manga club and there's a game club and they're like well we want to do all of it so we're going to make the 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 club for um the study of modern visual arts genshiken um and that's kind of what i want to do too is i want to take i want to take all of these things that that share a lot of influences that share a lot of guiding principles and um just get to talk about them, do some analytics, do some geeking out, do some uh, really interesting looks. Um, there will probably be a series, kind of an anime club thing where I'll talk about a series. Genshikin is actually going to be the first one because there is so much there. Um, yeah. Especially for me as a trans woman with Genshikin too. And um, I have a lot to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm hyped for that. So with uh, the YouTube content, what, what's basically gonna happen is, uh, Emma is going to come up with one thing a month. We're going to still do our regular Asians represent. It's going to be, you know, first and third Friday of the month. Um, except it'll have different co-hosts. So we'll have like a Pam episode, we'll have like a Daniel Steve episode, it might be a Steve episode, a Daniel episode. Um, uh, but 
the three of us will be the hosts of that show. And monthly, we're also going to have this unnamed anime show um, that is heavily inspired by Genshikin as like a principal. And that's all going to be on the main Asians Represent YouTube channel, but also on our audio feed. So that is going to be an Asians Represents thing. We don't know what it's going to call, be called yet, but it's going to be there alongside um, No Dice, No Problem. And there will be a lot of crossover between all of the folks who work on Asians Represent, um, which I'm really excited about because one thing, and this is kind of like, this aligns with, you know, Steve, your feedback. It's like, we need to increase transparency with the series and take a lot of that sort of intellectual and emotional labor off of one person. So everyone who we've just like basically announced is going to have input on the development of all of our content. So we're going to sit down and be like, hey, we have a shared system for this. These are the episodes that I'm proposing for this season. These are the guests that I think. Uh, I want to work on this. What do you think? Or hey, no dice, no problem. We're going to talk about Daniel's trash taste. Liana, you want to join us? Um, I will, yeah. uh, well, okay. Do I have to re-rent a girlfriend myself? No, you don't. No, you don't. Okay. You, I would never ask anybody to subject themselves to that. It's, it's awful. It's, it's like two over 250 chapters right now. And like very little progress has been made. Like there are so many other romance series that I would like recommend, like, Wodakoi is a, technically a romance series and it's super Wodakoi's, good. Wodakoi's so good. Great, though. It's, it's like, it's, it's my favorite. Like I've got all six volumes right there. Um, watch the live action movie, watch the anime. Um, oh, just, oh, just wait until I do my Kaguya-sama episode. We're good. Oh yeah. I still have to read that because you keep recommending it to me. Like for me, like one of my favorite romance series is Yona of the Dawn. Um, <sighs> and it is so good. But like, I want to talk about that stuff. Um, and I want you to be in those conversations and I don't want us to have to be like, let's talk about this really heavy thing and trash anime. You know, let's just talk about trash anime or let's just talk about trash manga. Like, why not? My, my trash thing is probably going to be a comparative discussion of uh, I'm the villainous, so I'm taming the final oh, boss versus Baccarina. Uh, that is my trash. I mean, like, I, I have, like, the complete love Hina first printing. <laughs> I... I I got some free trash taste, but we're going to do that. We could do like, Hey, what are my guilty pleasures for manga? What are, what are my uh, guilty pleasures for TTRPGs? Things like that. Like we want to talk about that stuff. And there has never been a place for that in. Just, we just got to call it trash day every day. <laughs> Once uh, tra a week. It's trash day. <laughs> I feel like oh, we should, we should get, we should get like a raccoon icon. Trash panda. Trash pandas. Oh, we could rebrand entirely. <laughs> <laughs> we we could, oh, no dice, no problem. I like no dice, no problem, but I also like the trash. No, I don't want to make a whole show about our trash tastes. That will, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I do, but I do, but nah. <laughs> but anyways, um, one of the things that's been interesting about the anime thing is that we've been trying to settle on like a name because you and I have been talking about this for a really long time. And we're like, well, the name has to be good. And one thing that I've always been like insisting upon is that the name be something that our community can relate to, but also something that we can build merch off of. And not because like I want to monetize everything that we do, but also because like I want to wear like a it's, it's trash day or something on a shirt. I want to wear like a no dice, no problem shirt or, you know, like stuff like that. And I, uh, I'm absolutely like the minute we have a good design. Oh, I want to, I want to, I want to wear that like, shit. 
I, I'm all on that. I know Michelle's going to get some like. Yeah, like I we we need to that. That's why coming up with the title is so important. Like if I could go back in time, I I would I would work harder at thinking of a name other than Dungeons and Dations. Uh, I love it. But like I want something. For, I will say, though, for no dice, no problems. We do need a double Quan in the oh, yeah. style of double dragon. Double drag. I was thinking about that for the logo. It would be like a double dragon sort of thing. It was Drew and I. Um, but we'll we'll figure it out. Uh, if you're if you're an Asian artist and you are capable of doing something like that, hit me up. Um, now that said, we want to do things like merch. We want to do things like publish the stuff that we talk about. Um, and so the final thing that we kind of have to announce is. Well, I guess Liana, you can you can you can talk. About yeah, it. absolutely. So, um, I I in addition to Asians rep and corporate drone drone um, I am the uh, owner and lead designer and like everything of Valorous Games. Uh, we are a tabletop RPG publisher, uh, which Daniel is very very wonderful and and how often he plugs us. Um, what that does mean though Valorous is games. I have I have some resale certifications and some um, shipping and storage capabilities. So uh, Valorous Games is going to be handling the distribution of Asians Represent merch. Uh, we are North America, uh, specifically United States located. So I'm very sorry, Canadians, um, but you may have to pay more shipping unless unless we can work some something out for some we'll of the We'll figure it out. Merch, we'll figure but, it out. Um, also, used to it as, yeah. as i understand as i understand a majority of the asians rep community is in the u.s so i will at least be able to cover 98 percent of our listeners are in the u.s um cover so, so that shipping will not be as absurd for you um but i'm very excited um because yeah i i will i will be handling all of the distribution and uh i'm super hyped for that that's why I'll, it's I'll so probably do some of the buying duties too because that's my day job so like i know what i'm doing yeah well sort of i learned a lot from that board game episode and the conversation that i had with brother ming afterwards honestly like after the the last episode episode 64 of the podcast board game design 101 i was like oh, i want to i wanted to buy brother ming's genshin impact unofficial tarot game and i went and i was like oh this is like i want to support you i want to buy this and it was like the shipping cost of a board game from the u.s yeah <laughs> Canada was twice the cost of the game itself. Yeah. On top of that, because components are not all made in the US, I have to pay tariffs on that as well. I bought this, so I got a new iPhone. I, I switched over to the dark side. Uh, so I got the new iPhone 14 Pro or whatever. And um, I got this case, this like Spigen case. It's like really cool because it's got like this like whole like oh flip thing to like to like protect my camera and stuff. This isn't an ad. But like, it was like a reasonable <laughs> price for a case. And then because the cases are made in Korea, but they're an American company, I had to pay like, on top of shipping, I had to pay like $40 worth of tariffs on a fucking phone case to get it into Canada. And it was, oh. so because the vast majority of our uh, audience are actually in the US, this is like uh, the best move for us. Now, for Canadian folks, and when this stuff takes off, we'll, we're going to be doing more cons, so we're going to make sure that stuff we make is accessible to, to people uh, around the world. But I'm super hyped that we can do this. Uh, I, You know the first 
the first thing we do when we come up with all of our branding for these new shows is like, how do I wear this every single day? Um, so I can't wait. Um, I'm just thinking we made so many jer- jokes during the character tour. I know. T-shirts. <laughs> I have them all written down too. I have them all written down, like horse wrestling. Like I yeah, the horse that. wrestling. Um, like I would. I, I would, like the the weighted roll discs for or whatever. Yeah. yeah, roll for snakes. Like roll I would. I personally would really love a like either like a basketball jersey or like a baseball um, mm. like jersey, but of like the Asians represent logo. Like I thought that'd be so dope. Um, but uh, these are all dreams that I've always had um, to like, and you know, the more conversations we have, like when, the one that I have with Kevin Tung about Pink City, it's like, I would love to start my own brand. I think that'd be super cool. Um, and I think we're like one step closer to doing that, but as a team. And I think I'm really excited about that. Uh, so yeah, I expect a lot of new content from Agents Represent in the new year. Uh, I am very hyped. Now that said, we have some questions from our patrons. Um, so we have a couple of questions. Some of them we've already answered. Now I'll start with cats because I did say on discord that I have proper answers to cats questions. Um, and, and Steve, if you do need to say anything, let us know. I hope you're still there. Absolutely. No, I'm okay. Sorry. Sweet. <laughs> sorry. No, that's all good. So cat said, and I know these are directed at me. <laughs> are you, or maybe this one is not, are you all getting enough sleep? Have you all hydrated enough today? Um, those are the first two. So I will say that part of the shift to me getting an iPhone was actually more tracking actually on like myself or my health. And um, so I know I'm getting enough sleep. Well, I know I'm not getting enough sleep, but at least I know how poorly I'm sleeping now. Uh, <laughs> last night, I slept for five hours and 15 minutes. Uh, my average for the week is under five hours. But on average, I spend about seven and a half hours in bed. So at least I'm in bed. Um, in terms of hydration, my, uh, my, my partner, who, who's white, learned how to like say, like, drink water. She just comes up to me. He's like, jump soy, Daniel, all the time. If you're like Chinese. Uh, and she ended up buying these like Nalgene bottles. They're like 32 ounce bottles. And so it's like four cups. I have a reminder on my Apple Watch to like drink water throughout the day. And then in order to get me to really like this bottle, I bought all these anime stickers. <laughs> so I've got like Anya from like Spy Family riding the oh, Chimera. Yeah. I've got uh, oh. May from Turning Red. But the scene where she's like brushing her cheeks. Yeah, to relax. Um, <laughs> and then I've got this like Snorlax on the bottle. Oh, it's a very, um, very good, very good boy. Yeah. And I, I bought them all like from local folks in Canada. I've got two other... Uh, I got a series of like all four of the core characters from Vortokai coming. I'm going to put those on the bottle too. But I am hydrating. Um, hydrating a lot. Um, now, we kind of talked about like what episode of the past season are we most proud of. I think it's definitely like the horror, anime, the cinema episodes. Um, a good question. Oh, there was a question that says more Pam, please. Gotcha there. Pam's a host now. So yeah. it's definitely going to be that. Um, and then the episode, this is a good question. It was what episode or topic from this past season do you each wish you had more time for? Um, I will start with you, Steve. Um, is there an episode that you wish you had more time for? It doesn't have to be one you hosted, um, but it could be one that you wish we had done more of. I mean, 
I, I feel like it's a kind of like a cop out answer, but like I want more anime episodes. Like I want to talk about. But we that have a new more. show. I know, and like that that super lines up. But it's there's there's so much to talk about that I don't think there's enough spaces given. Um, I know there's a lot of podcasts and other things out there that talk about anime and things like that. But I I I want to talk about the impact that it has on the audience, especially if you're Asian presenting and and what that means. And yeah, that's that's my answer. Okay, sweet. So anime. Um, how about you, Emma? I know you were you and Leon were both on quite a few episodes this season. What about you? Uh, more time for. I don't know because I keep coming back, so I feel like it might need time or something. It's <laughs> going to happen. That's a good uh, answer. I I would say the the stories episode that you did, where you mm. talked about. My grandpa. Chinese diaspora and individual family stories. That would be cool to see from different backgrounds within the Asian community. I that's actually my intention. I want to yeah, do that so more. More time for that. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, I want to do that more. I, I actually now that we have multiple like members of the team, I would love to like open that up. I think that could be good for like a no dice, no problem, or or even like just a regular like main episode. Uh, how about yeah. you, Liana? I, I I know you're gonna say anime, but well, I I rectified that problem. You yeah. really did. <laughs> I now have plenty of time. You to talk you about bugged anime. me so much into doing an anime episode that we just did a whole show. Uh, so actually, I didn't get to take part in this one. Um, I my hope is that I can um in the future if there's space, I want to talk more about biracial identity. Oh yeah, and also gender um gender identity as well, of course, but um being growing up biracial uh and kind of existing in two worlds in, in certain respects uh a lot of us go through that and um it even even for like full diaspora um even if you are like full chinese you are still living in america and you are still having to learn to adapt and exist in white spaces uh in addition to you know the um the, the spaces of your of your own of your own people of your own family uh and then code switching and all of that um so i want to talk more about that experience of of the existence of of being biracial and living in two worlds and you know the pain of not being good enough for either side in some respects and, and yep. all of the other fun things that comes along with that. You are a child Yay. of child of two worlds belonging in neither fully. And then of all the, the nuances and intersections that go with and it. And then we I, can talk about how bad half elves are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, oh, oh. Um, now, uh, what about you oh wait i already said you steve um for me i think you, you for me it's actually the horror that's for me it's actually the horror one i i wish we could have done horror from, like other cultures because i want to do like oh, a yeah. whole i want to propose um it's up to pam uh but i want to do a whole episode on like horror from like southeast asia because they got some wild shit over there um so i want to do that that's my big one um now in terms of questions uh we had uh what are lessons learned from this season uh, so Van asked, what lessons learned from this season do you wish you implemented into the next one? I think we touched on that already, mostly from like an operational perspective. Um, it's like tech, 
kind of sorting that out ahead of time, but also um, aligning on mission and culture with the entire team. Uh, so we talked about that one. Um, and then said, uh, what did I wish we, I think we also answered this, Van asked maybe something from an episode, a guest, a listener, or unrelated to operations and production. So something we wished we had learned. Uh, I talked about mine. It was like completely unrelated to an episode. It was when my like boss sat me down and was like, hey, go think. Um, I think we talked about that one as well. And then Andreas also added, um, what lesson or takeaway this season would I apply to my games or to our games? And I think that's a good question to end on. Um, for me, and I'll, I'll go first because I haven't gone first yet on an answer um, because I'm so used to deferring to Steve. Uh, if there was one thing that I was going to take away from this season and add it to my games is that I need to open myself up to new perspectives from people, um, but also be more willing to let go of control to allow those to flourish. Because for me, I was like, I want to hear what everybody has to say, but there is intent versus practice. So for me in my game, like my home game, I really don't prep anymore. I don't track HP and I don't prep. Whoa. Uh, well, like what was in one of our recent games? You're like, I have this thing planned out and all of our characters happened. are just like, we're going to bypass all of it. <laughs> and I was like, cool, you know what? I'll save it for later. And then we ended up having like a really dope session. Like our, yeah. our, our game is fire. Like, I love it. Um, but yeah, for me, it's like, and I think this is something that could apply to everyone. It's very much a matter of stepping, like being available to learn from others, but also give them the space to teach you within the setting of a game. Uh, I don't even mention that about game design. It's like literally create space but be open to it. And I think it's something that we do with Asians represent, but it's something I want to do more of. Um, another thing that I, I think is important, and I don't think this really applies to games, but I think it applies to the interactions that take place around games and projects. And it's that um, bad ideas will die on their own. And sometimes you have to let them happen and be humble when you're proven right. Um, and I think it's really important when you're working with people doing something collaborative, whether it be business, a project or something like that, but also like a friend group. Sometimes you have to kind of sit there and let people have their moment uh, and be there to help them out when it doesn't work out or be there to praise them when it does work out. I think that's a really important thing that I kind of took away from this season. Um, what about what about you, Steve? I'll go to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I've been working on this since like these episodes and things dropped, but I've consciously been trying to inject into my games more joy, um, joy and gratitude. Um, this season, especially, I think really focused a lot on just vibing. <laughs> yeah. Use that. Um, and that's great. And I think because of the work we had done and how I engage with the community, things like that, it was very easy for me to focus on trauma, drama, and pain which is valid obviously like right. sometimes you just have to explore that but uh you know this season really reminded me that sometimes like let's be goofy let's just talk let's just scream into our mics and just be like this is dope and <laughs> that is also like a really great human expression to share and be with other people 
So yeah, yeah. that's my, that's my, that's how I'm going to take this, these learnings from this season into my games. Yeah. It's like just nothing, not everything has to be intense all the time. It's like, let's just chill. Yeah. Yeah. How about, how about you, Emma? I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. No, that's, that's okay. That's okay. You could pass. I, I continue to play more in different games. Uh, I'm getting a lot more comfortable, but I feel like every once in a while, I'm like, I should play a serious character or be more serious and then it just doesn't happen. And I think I'm just comfortable with that now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 uh, it's interesting watching your character in in our home game and seeing what's kind of going on with them mm. and uh, kind of like scheming behind the scenes. Um, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Liana? So we'll end that. Uh, for, so for me, um, and this has honestly been an ongoing thing for me as I've been part of the community, um, because you there are so many excellent scholarly figures too, talk to and kind of see how you guys go about about like your thought processes and methodology i've been able to incorporate that for my own world building and my own research mm. uh, for which i'm very grateful um even just talking to you guys and like talking about your anthropological experiences i'm able to uh just as you describe the methods that you use and the things that you do it gets me thinking about like the questions i should ask when i'm designing a setting or um the kinds of things i should be thinking about like you know what is the culture like what is the food like uh what is the food culture like and how important that is and things that i might have otherwise taken for granted even with my own culture um is giving me more focus uh and because i am working on a very large setting project right now uh which has been a lot of fun getting to work with a lot of diverse writers and things like that um it's made me a much better designer and world builder just having this experience of working working alongside of and getting to talk to such accomplished scholarly figures that's emma (laughs) it's not just me (laughs) You know, I, I I published a paper about smoking pipes. You know, <laughs> like my background's my background's journalism, so I'm good at like talking to people. But mm. like you guys, you guys are on another level. And I, really I did I did that. get to publish in Chinese. I published in a Chinese textbook. Nice. <laughs> Spelled my name wrong, but no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm just uh, I'm very excited about you know what we're taking you know forward you know from this season and what we're bringing into the sort of operations and production of Asians Represent. I think everybody who's kind of come on board is very much aligned, the theme of this episode, aligned with the sort of the mission and the goal of Asians Represent. And I think we're all here to kind of bring the community forward with us and kind of leave our sort of our ego at the door, which I think is, is really important for something like this. Because, you know, there are there have been a lot of shows and I'm very proud of the fact that we have a lot of longevity with Asians represent for Asian. Um, no. Um, <laughs> Asian joke. <laughs> Asian joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I also think some of my coworkers don't actually know how old I am, which is, you know, it's kind of funny. I'm going to keep it a mystery for as long as I can. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm just really happy about the future of Asians Represent. I'm happy that we've made it through another season. I'm 
we have to get past season four because that's an unlucky number. We have to we have to do more than four seasons. Just do um, like apartment building and skip it. Just skip it. We're <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Season five. <laughs> yeah, why not? You just skip it. Yeah, or we're just like, oh, I don't want to go to season four. Um, no, but yeah, I think we're going to be, this is our unofficial season five uh, or internally we'll call it <laughs> season five. Um, but I'm really happy with what we're doing. I'm excited that we're becoming more structured um, while introducing new voices into the mix. And I'm very excited for everyone involved and the community. Um, but that said, we have to thank some amazing people for this. Not only do we have our amazing sponsor, Hero Forge, uh, I'm also, I think, and I didn't want to say it until now, I think that was my best segue of the entire season. I would um, say so. Yeah. That was, uh, I, I feel like I, when yeah, I said you it. You got a reaction in the chat from Eddie. Oh, did I? Like, you did it. Um, I felt really good about that segue. Please, please, Hero Forge, notice me. Notice me, Senpai. <laughs> um, oh but yeah, I, uh, in addition to our sponsors, I'm really happy with our patrons because, um, you know, there are a lot of people who support the show. Some, you know, we patrons come and go, and I appreciate every single one. Um, and, you know, we have some guardians of the realm to thank Brooke, Jeremy, Pixel Grotto, who's joining the show, Daisy, Arjun, Justin, Kavi, Matt, who I actually see in the chat, uh, Jay, Amanda, Venom, who's a new patron, um, and Caroline and Dawei. Um, who is on our Discord. And of course, our most honorable patrons, Metal Weave Games, um, Andreas, Liana, you, you. I don't know if you could be a patron anymore if you're a part of the show. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I feel auto dev, it's for my cards. So, I mean, do you want okay. money or not? <laughs> um, we have Dungeon Glitch slash Matt, all three extremely honorable, perhaps some of the most honorable, uh, though Epic Impulse is two times as most honorable. Um, but I, I think you're okay relinquishing the most honorable, Liana. Do you, I don't know. Do you, do you like that? Just being honorable, being called honorable. <laughs> I enjoy it. Cause that means that you say nice things about Valor. I will always say nice things, things about Valor. I will always say nice things about Valor. Um, and then of course, Michelle, Stefan and Bob C y'all are awesome. And what I'm really happy about is that we're able to take these Patreon dollars and invest back into the show and get new mics, get new webcams for all of these folks who are coming on. Um, and so we are going to have a much more, uh, a much nicer product. We're going to be able to invest in new branding. We're going to figure out the name of the anime show and then immediately slap it on a t-shirt for us to wear. Um, <laughs> um, I will be the first customer, but I'm just really hyped for us to do stuff like that. And maybe in the future, Agents Represent, we work with Valorous Games to do a co-publishing thing on Asian-made games and I'm our own work. Full, I'm fully like I fully too. know that like when like, I whenever I finish this campaign setting, I am just going to be like, hey, Liana, do you want to like help me out? Oh, I'm already plan. I am already planning on publishing it. I will get. I will get a full print run, oh, hardcover yeah. if if great. if warranted. Like we will make oh, this yeah. happen. Like to be fair, we already also talked about doing this on the character stream. <laughs> we did, we did, but like now that this is like official. I'm very hyped about it. Um, but that said, I do have a call to action for those who are listening to um, the podcast and audio, you're watching it live or you're watching it on YouTube. If you are a member of our Discord community, one person who I think does not get a lot of love, I shout out Valorous Games all the time. Emma, you're here all the time. Uh, all the show. Yeah, like, I'm I shout out Steve all the time. But one person who I think deserves a lot of credit 
for our growth, but also just, I feel like doesn't get a lot of credit is Drew. So mm -hmm. if you folks Absolutely. are listening on, on, on the audio, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, a couple of days after the live stream, if you're watching us live right now, if you're watching on YouTube and you're in the discord, can you please go into the community positivity channel and tag Drew? And if I, I said that you could do it, tag Drew, because I don't think this violates any of the community guidelines. I'm the owner of the server. Um, <laughs> tag Drew and say something nice. Tell Drew how much you appreciate him. Tell, much, tell Drew how much you appreciate the space that we have. Um, and uh, please do that for me. Uh, now that said, Korean food just arrived. Uh, so I want to thank all oh, of that you. Really I'm so excited. I want to thank all of you. I want to thank you, Steve, for sticking around in like the gray space that is Zoom. I've become um, the void. Yeah, you have become <laughs> the void. Uh, but I, yeah, I just, I'm really happy that we're doing this. I'm really happy with this season five that we're going into, and I just can't wait for us to be able to do Asians represent live at a con. Can you imagine all of us in one space? Maybe I've still never been to a games con. It'll be pure chaos, but we're going to be at a con one day and I think it's going to be awesome. I want you to appreciate that I'm going to go to Gen Con specifically for you. I'll I've go been to putting it off for a long time. I'll go. We should all we could all go to Gen Con. We can get a hotel room. We could do an Asians represent thing. Maybe there's a Val I don't know. Maybe there's a Valor's Games booth. I'll be there. I'll 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 dress up for the booth. I'll be a booth model. I'll just uh, this my you'll, you'll dress up Daniel I'll be Look, dressing up as Tommy Moon. The I'll, can I dress up as Steve? I'll dress up as Lion. Yeah, I dress up as me. <laughs> I'll dress up yeah. as Steve and Steve will dress up as me. Oh, here's the here's the deal. We're going to end with this. If we ever go to a con and there's a Valorous Games booth, these are two conditions. If we go to a con and there's a Valorous Games booth, I will be a booth model for you. I'll dress up as a Valor character. I'll cosplay at the Valor's Games booth, and I'll just shill Valor. Absolutely, that I'll is- I'll shill the shit out of Valor. Very, very doable. I'll be like, hey, I heard this game's pushed more units than the D&D &D player's handbook. <laughs> oh God, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I'm just happy we did this. I'm happy that this is episode 65 and we've just wrapped up season three of Asians Represent. Um, that said, thank you everyone for joining us and uh, we'll see you probably in December for our, uh, like our holiday special. And then we'll come back with it, with like, will be just like this tidal wave of content. I cannot wait.